Thank you, God. We are so honored to be here with you today. We're excited about being in the land of the living, and we truly want to bring you into something today. And I just want to bring some joy and excitement to our listening today. Jesus is real. Hallelujah. And that's what we have to remember. We have to remember that Jesus is real today. He's real to me. He's real to you. Jesus is real. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, we're so excited about this day because no matter where we are in the world, no matter what's going on, somewhere we're feeling low, no place to go. Jesus comes along and makes us whole. And that's what we have to understand. That what? Jesus. Ah, can you feel him moving today? Yes, I know the Lord. You have to know he's real in your life. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Jesus is real. Come on, John P. Key and the New Life Community Choir. Tell us about it. Come on, tell me. Oh, I know. What? Jesus is real. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Why? Feeling in my hands? Yes, yes. We serve our God. Jesus is our risen Savior. And he's in the world today. And no matter what's happening, Jesus Christ is the way. Come on. In my heart. In my soul. Down. And that's what we have to understand. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus is real. Thank you once again. It's a wonderful day and it's an exciting day to be alive. I praise and I thank God for God, a relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I thank God that even though that the world is travailing and this global pandemania, but there's still peace with God. I don't know. It's off my my dialogue for today. But I just feel like sharing this with you. If you're you're not, there's a familiar story in the Bible where the disciples and Jesus, they're on the ship and they're out on the Sea of Tiberias, if I'm uh, correct in it. And there the wind came up and began to, uh, the tempest began to blow and a lot of things are going on. And the disciples Fear crept in and somebody ran downstairs and found Jesus. He was asleep. Yes, sleep. Uh Uh-huh. Sleep is a good thing. We need that. But Jesus was down in the bottom of the ship sleep. And praise God. Whoever it was that woke him up 
Jesus, don't you care that we perish? And as Jesus began, he woke up and he, he went up and he stood and he looked at the sea. And he said, peace, be still. And immediately the wind and the wave, the tempest, obeyed the voice of God. Uh, peace be still in our land today. Uh, peace be still in the White House. Peace be still in every municipality in this nation. Peace be still in this world. Peace be still in every city, in every clime, in every place. We have the power to speak those things that are not as though they were. So from this power position, power position in God, I'm speaking peace be still in the name of Jesus. And not because of me, but Jesus on the inside of me. Having an opportunity to understand that life and death lie in our tongue. And before we go on with our usual today, this is a place of prayer. This is where we can begin to speak to our nation, speak to the universe, speak to every city, speak to every home, speak to every municipality. Yes, we as the body of Christ, we have that power. We as born again believers have that power. Yes, we as disciples of Christ, we have that power. And Romans, it tells us that by faith, amen, we can come boldly through to the throne of God. And I feel that we're in a throne room right now. I feel that we've connected together, being reminded by John P. Key and the New Life Community Choir that Jesus is real. Jesus is real because I want to remind you that God just did something for you this morning. If you're looking, if you're seeing, if you're hearing, we can testify together that he woke us up this morning and he started us on our way. And because we're in the land of the living and life and death lies in the tongue, we can speak those things that are not as though they were. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you as your disciples, amen, followers of Christ, asking God that your will be done. And oh yes, Father, we're in the best of times, hallelujah, and we're in the worst of times, or in the worst of times, or in the best of times. However you may want to say it, praise God, we're in some times. Thank you, Jesus. And guess what? Nothing happens without the knowledge of God. God knew that this was coming. Amen. And a few weeks ago, we spoke from a message and the title was when God cup, hallelujah, is full. And we've seen it, Father God, in the name of Jesus, through looking and viewing the children of Israel and everything that they encountered because of disobedience and forgetting to acknowledge you as the God of Abraham, the God of, of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of God, our risen Savior, the God of the universe, the God of creation, the God of all, the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God, we lift your name up on high because we know, God, it is in you that we move and have our being. We're so thankful and we're so grateful for all of our civic leaders from the White House, God, all the way to our municipalities throughout this nation and even the world. And Father, we thank you that they're doing all that they, all that they can with our best interests and mind. And Father, we're asking, 
hallelujah, that you continue to empower us in the name of Jesus. Because the scripture says that after the Holy Spirit has come upon us, we shall receive power. And it's that power, Father God, that we're operating in. It's that power, Father God, that I am asking you to remind us all that we have access to the power of God. And we're talking about that power that we understand and we believe that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And Father, you told us that, that same power is alive and active and working and living within us. So God, we're asking you, hallelujah, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Oh Lord, my help is in the room. Father, we thank you right now for having access to the throne of grace. We thank you right now, God, for being able to speak those things that are not as though they were. We thank you right now, God, that there's no weapon that's formed against us shall prosper. We thank you right now, God, that you are our shield, that you are our buckler, and you are our everything. You are our refuge. You are our hope. God, we thank you right now. Thank you, Jesus, as we come together and begin to talk to you, God, and just pray, God, because we're reminded, Father God, you told Moses, the cry of my people has come up before me. And Father, we thank you for the 400 years of captivity. We thank you, Father God, for the 70 years of captivity. And we thank you, Father God, for the example of what happens during disobedience. Hallelujah. When we know to do right and we don't do right. Father, there are consequences and it's called sin. Father, we thank you that you're letting us know that you're still God. We thank you. And we as disciples of Christ can be excited because everything, God, everything that's happened in the last 20 years, everything, God, that's happened since the beginning of time, Father, makes this book a reality. The book has always been alive, but God, it's alive now as never before because the words on the pages, y'all don't hear me, the words on the pages, Father God, are leaping off the pages and we're seeing pestilence, hallelujah. We've seen natural disasters over the last 20 years and before the beginning of time, in time itself, God, you stepped, oh, help me, Holy Ghost, you stepped hallelujah, out of eternity, hallelujah, into time and begin to speak everything into existence. And by the power of your words, God, creation was done. And Father, we thank you because right now, hallelujah, we can speak those things. And by the very power of our words, because we have access to the power, hallelujah, through you and Jesus Christ dying on the cross, God, we can speak, God. And we speak peace, Hallelujah. Peace in the land. Father God, we speak calm in the land. Father God, we speak healing treatment be manifest and developed. Father, it's already here. God, continue to lead and guide and direct those, Father God, who have the knowledge in the labs and wherever they are, God, continue, Father God, to direct them in the name of Jesus. Direct them, God, so that they can be able to do some things. And we thank you for this season. Father God, there was a season after 9-11. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. There was a, a season after Katrina. Father God, there was a a season after the shootings, Father God. And God, we thank you for this season right now in the name of Jesus. So God, our hope is in you. 
Our trust is in you. Everything is in you. And God, we thank you for this time in the name of Jesus. Thank you for this miraculous day. Thank you for everything that you're doing. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. And amen. And before we do our usual introduction for today, I just want to say something to you. Amen. I want to look at the favorite psalm that we all know. Praise God. And that's the 23rd Psalm where it says the Lord is my shepherd. Verse one. And I shall not want. We've got to remember this saints to the most high God that the Lord is our shepherd. And because we are disciples of Christ. Amen. We are believers in Christ. Praise God. And if you're not a believer in Christ and if you don't think your life is right, praise God, we can do it right now. If God has touched your heart, praise God, and you want to connect and you want to make sure you're connected, let's just pause right now. Just pray after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all of my unrighteousness and create within me a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me. God, I thank you for bringing me to this point. God, I thank you for knowing that I need help. Hallelujah. Each and every one of us need help. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And Father, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Excuse me. That was just in case, <clears throat> just in case that somebody needed to plug in. Because we can stop, take a pause for the cause, and plug in. Because once you plug the light or the lamp, you plug it into the wall, you plug it into power, at any time you can turn it on. Saints and the Most High God, once you're plugged in to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, or I'll say it this way, once you're plugged into the kingdom of God through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you want your switch all the way on. You don't want sin to turn it off. You don't want discouragement to turn it off. You don't want anything uh, negative to turn it off. You want to leave your switch on. And the only reason that your switch, you will have power to turn your switch on is that you're plugged into the body of Christ. I want you to be plugged in to the body of Christ. And forgive me for the dark glasses on today because my bifocals are in the bottom and I'll need them to read from time to time. But when I don't need them to read, praise God, you'll be looking directly in my eyes and I'll be looking directly in to yours. But I wanted to uh, move on from here. Amen. I, I read Psalm uh, 23 verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Do you know that God does not want us to want for, for anything because he is our shepherd? Praise God. That means, uh, you know, that goes into Jehovah Jireh, uh, my provider. Amen. God provides for us. And that's so exciting. But I want to also call up verse four, praise God. And it says, yea, do I walk through the valley and the shadow of death? I will fear no evil. And saints and the most high God, uh, those two um, verses, not the message today, but it just kind of came up in my heart. Praise God. I want to share those with you. Amen. That the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Saints and the most high God, this is the time that we're living in. And this is the time that we call on Jesus. 
This is the time that we call on Jesus. And so with that being said, praise God, we've already prayed. We've already called on Jesus. And I think now that let's pause for the cause and give a recognition, amen, to our sponsorship. And we're excited about being in the studio today, being able to come your way. And that's only possible by kissing me. Kissing me, K-I-S-I-M-E. Kissing me is a company, praise God, a wonderful company that has all types of resources, amen, and resources that are good for health, praise God, good for health. Uh, Kissimmee, you can find all of Kissimmee's product by going to log in on the website, Kissimmee, K-I-S-I-M-E dot com, and you'll find Cordy X there, praise God. Cordy X is, has uh, cordyceps in it and also uh, Kenergy coffee, praise God, and it is a coffee that does not naturally have caffeine in it, praise God, but it has all natural ingredients. All of the products that you find at Kissimmee, K-I-S-I-M-E dot com contain all natural products. And because they're being all natural, praise God, they will be a wonderful, wonderful resource of natural energy for you. Uh, the Cordy X, uh, two tablets per day, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. Well, for me, I take one in the morning, praise God, and that's enough. I only take one a day and it provides enough uh, natural energy enhancement for my five major organs to do what they've been designed to do. And that's to keep this fine oil machine running and operational and ready to do the things of God. And I'm excited about that. You can contact the CEO and um, owner of the company. That's Mr. Cantain. Mr. Cantain is a wonderful gentleman with a big heart. Praise God. His number is 714-487-4241. Again, 714-487-4241. Any question that you may have about any of the products you find and see out there at kissamee.com, he is well knowledgeable of every product and he'll be able to explain to you and answer any question. So without hesitation and without any any, uh, reserve, you can go to and look at the Cordy X, look at the Kennedy Coffee, and all other type of energy enhancements out there that will help you with your quality of life. Amen. If you're concerned about your quality of life, then please, you must go and visit Kissimme, K-I-S-I-M-E dot com. They are also the sponsor for bringing this to you. Amen. And I'm excited. Also, you can contact via email, Cantang, that's uh, C-A-N-T-A-N-G, C-A-N-T-A-N-G, 2015 at gmail.com. Again, email address, praise God, is Cantang, C-A-N-T-A-N-G, 2015 at gmail.com. Now we've got all of that out of the way. We've been able to step into heaven, praise God, and we thank you that 
we can have personal relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you all for being here. And last but not least, we're truly excited about the Greater Harvest Church of God in Christ located at 1144 Olive Avenue in the city of Long Beach. Amen. 1144 Olive in the city of Long Beach. Our service times are Sunday morning. Amen. We have 930 Sunday school. Praise God. 11 a.m. worship. Praise God. We have prayer 6 a.m. weekly. Amen. Every morning from 6 to 7, we have prayer. Praise God. And we're excited about our choir rehearsal on Saturdays at 10. I don't believe I've missed a service. Amen. To let you know about it. And even uh, this week, praise God, we're excited about the fact that we can still have church. Somebody say still have church. Even though, even though. Uh, the Bible says that we are to obey the laws of the land. We will in no way deviate from obeying the laws of the land. We're so thankful for our leaders. Amen. And giving instructions and how we are to abide within the parameters of those instructions. We praise and we thank God for that. And we'll deal with that a little more down the line. But today we're going to uh, come to you with a thought for today. Praise God. And our thought for the day is when faith is now, when faith is now, when we begin to look at the two times that Israel, God gave Israel many chances, but we can see uh, the two chances that Israel got. And that was an opportunity for Israel to be obedient, for Israel to live up to the things. And amen. How do I say it? To live up to being obedient. Amen. To, to live up and not being constantly in a backslidden mode. And God constantly chastised Israel along the way. And then Israel began to cry out to God. Israel cried out to God and God heard the prayer of Israel. And God in the book of Exodus said, the cry of my people have come up before me. And that was God reclaiming, hallelujah, the children of Israel again. And the cycle continually to remain. It goes and goes and goes. We can look at the history. Amen. The Bible history that, 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 that tells us and reminds us that when a nation, amen, begins to turn its back on God, when we look back through biblical history and when we take the biblical history and use it as a layover to the history of different nations that have come up from time and time again, we can say intelligently, both academically and both spiritually, that when a nation has turned its back on God, praise God, there were consequences. And we even know it in our individual and in our personal lives. Every time that I am disobedient in my natural life by not obeying the spiritual hallelujah prescription or the spiritual guidance that God brings to me through his word, through the power of the Holy Ghost, through the voice of the Holy Ghost, that inner voice on the inside of us that's reciting and bringing back to our remembrance the word of God. When that happens, praise God, when I am obedient and I follow God's ways and I lean not to my own understanding, but in all my ways acknowledging God first and foremost before I make a decision, amen, on how I treat people or how I communicate with people or even how I'm driving down the street. Y'all 
y'all pray for me driving down the street because you know that that's, uh, yeah, I need prayer in that area. But, and I need prayer in other areas too, praise God. But my point to that is when you have an opportunity to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church and God speaks through his word. And when I say God speaks through his word, sometimes we hear the audible voice, amen, the conscious voice of us, uh, the the subconscious voice, praise God, speaking to us, but speaking from the word of God. And we know it's the word of God because we've studied. And the Bible said that we must study to show ourselves approved. A workman needeth not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. That means when God, when we read the word of God, amen, and constantly studying it, amen, the word of God has an opportunity now to echo itself down in our consciousness, praise God. There are a lot of us who are knowledgeable in the word of God. I mean, we know, we know, we know the word of God. We know, we know, um, chapter, we know, we know, uh, book, praise God. We know chapter, praise God. And we know verse, praise God. We're talking about knowing, but what makes the difference is when you're conscious of it. When you're conscious of the word of God, the people say my, I mean, the Bible says my sheep know my voice and to another, they will not hearken. What is that saying? That because we're disciples of Christ, we hear the word of God and it causes me to pull back, causes us to pull back. We're pulling back because we love God. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will keep my, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. I don't know if you can remember growing up and I don't know if you can remember. Well, for me, the biggest thing on being disobedient to my parents was the fact that I was more disappointed and hurt when I saw what my disobedience did to them. It hurt me even more. And thank to the most high God, if I could just briefly get you to look at that, don't or can't you even imagine how God would feel, praise God, when we are disobedient. And the Bible tells us, God said to one time, he said to Moses, you know what? When Moses went up and the people thought that they, he stayed up there too long, he up there with God and he ain't coming back here with us. They began to build, amen, a golden calf. Hallelujah. So by the time Moses came back down, they had already did something. Saints to the most high God, some of us have unmistakably or mistakenly allowed some golden calves to be formed in our lives. And I still not to the message for today, but saints to the most high God, I just want to let you know that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or even think. And it's because of the power of God that's working on the inside of us. Praise is what we do. Even when we see that we're going through, I don't know if you've ever had the experience, but I've had many of them when I was, my back was up against a rock and a hard place that we would say it back up against the wall. Hallelujah. Trying to stand treetop tall, 
But then deep down inside, knowing that there was some issues, there were some things going on inside of me, whether it was disobedience, praise God, or whether it was dealing with a bout of depression. Yes, yes. Depression will seep in and cause you to be pushed into a dark place. And saying to the most high God, if you find yourself during this time being pushed in a dark place of discouragement, being pushed in a dark place where you think you have no hope. Let me remind you, there's hope in Jesus. Don't saints don't walk around as if we have no hope, but we have hope in the true and living God. Hallelujah. Call on Jesus and he will answer prayer. Call on Jesus and he will come to your aid. I want you to know that you don't always have to wait till you get to church, the physical building, and you may not be able to get to your pastor on the cell phone. But I want to remind you that there is an altar close to you. God has prepared an altar and it is the altar of your heart. And I thank and I praise God that the spirit of God is always waiting at the altar of your heart and he is waiting, amen, to meet you there. So meet God at the altar. Pray without ceasing and praying without ceasing and praising God will cause you to be in a position where you be able to rejoice forevermore. I would just want to continue to move on, amen, with uh, trying to uh, knit and tuck and sew and put things together so that we can have some encouragement for our day. We're truly thankful, amen, for being here. But when faith is now, we're asking that you uh, look at Deuteronomy. Yes, Deuteron Deuteronomy uh, chapter 1, excuse me, verse 10 and 11. It says, the Lord... Your God hath multiplied, and behold, ye are this day as the stars of heaven for a multitude. Well, in Genesis, God told Abram, as he was changing his name from Abram to Abraham, he said that in blessing, I'm going to bless you. And as in multiplying, I'm going to multiply you. I'm going to multiply your seed as the stars are in the sky and as the sands are on the beaches. Amen. And here it's being said again, verse 11, the Lord, the Lord God of your fathers make you a thousand times so many more as ye are and bless you as he hath promised you. Moses reminded the children of Israel. And I mean the children of, of Israel because everyone saints of God, every one uh, Moses was talking to did not see the Red Sea. Hallelujah. Open. They did not witness the 10 plagues. Hallelujah. They did not witness a man having to be obedient and putting the blood, placing the blood, the blood, the blood over the door. I will pass over because I see the blood. The death angel passes over because he sees the blood. And saints of the most high God, nothing has changed. The blood of Jesus still prevails. 
Plead the blood of our children. Plead the blood of our nation. Plead the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood. Mm. Deliverance in the blood. Healing in the blood. Deuteronomy 1 and 7 says, Make a move now and go on your way until the hill country of the Amorites and the places near it. Abram, the hill country, and in the lowlands, and in the south, and by the seaside. All the land of the Canaanites and, and Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. Move now in your faith, is what Moses is saying. Then, today I'm saying, move now in your faith. We are, amen, the seed of Abraham. In blessing, I'm going to bless you. And multiplying, I'm going to multiply you. And thy seed shall possess the gate of your enemy. Saints of the Most High God, we possess the gate of the enemy basically by praising him, acknowledging Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and praising God, amen, with the relationship that we have like we have lost our mind. And we must lose our mind so that we can gain, amen, more power in Jesus Christ. Why move now, children of Israel? You're here and have been here for a while. Now it's time to move. Saints of the Most High God, we must pray for our nation to move from a place of disobedience to a place of obedience. We are still the land of the free, the home of the brave. God has still promised this nation things, and we know that these promises are available to us, saints of the Most High God. Personally, I want you to keep on believing and keep on praying. If you would just extend your arm, praise God, you're just one hallelujah. You're just one thank you, Jesus, away from Amen. Your next blessing. One hallelujah. One thank you, Jesus. And I'm reaching out my arm because that one more hallelujah, that one more thank you, Jesus, that one more God is good, is extending your reach and you're reaching towards the things of God and forgetting these things of this world. We're in this world and we're not of this world. We've got to live before God and we've got to know like the song, opening song said, Jesus is real. We got to move on here before we uh, run out of time. We move on. Greater harvest, we move on. Body of Christ, we move on. We move over and move on in Christ Jesus one day at a time. In Deuteronomy 1 and 8, praise God, we see all the land is before you. There's blessings before us, but we've got to move forward to get them. Oh, see all the land before you? Go in and take yourselves the land which the Lord gave by oath to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their seed after them. God set the promised land called Canaan in front of the children of Israel. It was a promise that had to move, uh, a promise that they had to move towards. And saints of the Most High God, we're reaching back at this Old Testament, amen, 
truth, amen, that we've got to move towards some things, body of Christ. And the only way that we can move as the body is to pray without ceasing. The only way we can move body of Christ is to come together, amen, in spirit. We understand that our gatherings, amen, been limited to 250, to 50, to 10, praise God. But whatever the number is, we've got to gather ourselves together. Forsaken, not the assembling of ourselves one to another, praise God. There's power and faith in that. When God commands us to go forward in our Christian course, he sets the heavenly Canaan before us for our encouragement. Saints and the Most High God, there's discouragement everywhere. There's doom and gloom. Everybody is talking about what we don't have. But saints of God, let me remind you what we do have. We've got Jesus. Amen. We've got Jesus. And we don't talk and we don't walk around as people who have no hope. But we have a higher hope in Jesus Christ. I've been pushed from behind now and understanding that my hope is built on nothing less but Jesus' blood and his righteousness. And I dare not, hallelujah, I dare not, hallelujah, I can't, I can't uh, complete the hymn and I won't sing it, amen, but my hope is built on nothing less but Jesus' blood and his righteousness and I, 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 I'm going to get it as we move on. First, it's individual, something you must do for yourself. Amen. Something that you must do within yourself. Praise God to move. Amen. From where you are into Canaan. Saints and the most high God after the children of Israel finally was let go by Pharaoh and Pharaoh realized and his heart was so hard and he was uh, he was uh Help me, Holy Ghost. He was moved, amen, for 600 of his chariots to come barreling down, amen, chasing the children of Israel who left, amen, with riches. They left, amen, with things in tow, amen. But what happened? There was a rock on both, both mountains on either side, amen. The Red Sea was in front of them and God right now through Moses is reminding those children who came through all of that. But I'm reminding us that God, hallelujah, used Moses to stand still to see the salvation. And saints of the most high God, there was somebody on the right and somebody on the left holding up Moses's arms. Thank you, God. We've got to hold up the arms of our leaders. And how do we hold up those arms? Moses' arms were physically being held up, praise God. But we must hold up the arms of our leaders by praying. Hallelujah. Praying for our presiding bishop, Bishop, bishop Charles Edward Blake. Praying, praise God, for our jurisdictional prelate and prelates around the nation. Praying for our general supervisor, Mother Barbara Baku Lewis. Praying for their leadership. Praying God for wisdom. Praying God for, for guidance. Praying, amen, that we're able to do those things that we can do. Help me say, it starts with me moving in my own faith and moving in a now faith. Because we have a right now faith. We have a right now, ever ready faith that's ready to go. We just need to act, how you say, access it. Praise God. If I remember God's promises and hold on 
to my desires and dreams. If you change the way you think, you can change the way you feel. If you change the way you feel, you will change the type of urges you have. If your urges change, your actions will change. If your actions change, your consequences will change. Saints to the most high God, it's about changing because we're in the season where we must change the way that we think. We must change the way that we do things. Saints to the most high God, it is a praying time. Again, if you change the way you think, you can change the way you feel. If you change the way you feel, you will change the type of urges you have. If your urges change, amen, your actions will change. If your actions change, your consequences will change. What will help us to start making these changes is what we can do now. Amen. What we can do now. And what can we do now? Access our now faith. Now faith is not in a place of fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but out of love, power, and a sound mind. Love conquers all. Love heals all. Love is the source where all of the gifts of the spirit, of, I'm sorry, fruit of the spirit come from. And we must love our neighbor. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So today, something that you did not know, you know now. Because you've learned things that can be, th learned that things can be different in our natural lives. Things can be different also in our spiritual life. Because you see, if we access God through faith, amen. Access God through faith. Romans 16, 25 says, now unto him who's able to make you strong, amen. Because when we exercise our faith in God, our faith in God makes us strong. Well, let me help you with that a little bit. Every time we go through something, that's right, go through a trial, go through tribulation, go through, amen, making bad decisions and suffering the consequences. Every time we go through that, praise God, it's an opportunity to be made strong because there's always something on the other side of through. There's something, but there's a blessing on the other side of through. Amen. If you go through with Christ Jesus on your mind. Hallelujah. I give you the preaching of Jesus Christ in the light of the revelation, that secret which has been kept through times eternal. Romans 16 and 25, there's strength that comes to you. There's good news that comes through preaching. Amen. And it is not a secret because Romans 16 and uh, 26 says that, but, but is now made clear. It was a secret, but it's made clear through the preaching of the gospel. It was a secret, but it's made clear through the gospel, the living word of God, the good news being read, being preached. Amen. And, and being active in our lives. So, but, is now made clear and by the writings of the prophet made clear how it's being made clear by the writings of the prophet by the order of the eternal God the knowledge of it has been given to all nations so that they may come under the rule of faith 
the rule of faith, meaning that if I exercise my faith, God's going to show up. If I call on Jesus, he's going to answer prayer. I have to, I have to knock on the door. I have to seek. Amen. Hallelujah. I have to knock. I have to seek. Amen. Hallelujah. Seek. Hallelujah. Knock the door shall be open. Seek and you shall find. We have to exercise our faith. Yes, we do. Well, listen to this. After everything is said and done, look what happened. Where is God or where is faith or where is love? Where is God? Where is faith? And where is love? God is always in the midst of anything. God is always there before we get there. God, hallelujah, is waiting for us to understand that we have been preordained to become, predestined to become. And once we begin to operate in predestination, well, I'm not going to say it that way. I'm going to say it this way. Once we begin to walk by faith and not by sight, amen, not by the things we see, hallelujah, not by the things that we hear, unless it's the word of God. When we hear the voice of God, a first Timothy four and one says, now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart from faith. Yes, faith is going to get weak. Hallelujah. And they're going to give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Saints of the Most High God, we're not calling anybody a devil, but there are doctrines out there that are from the dark side. And yes, Satan is the dark side. Yes, Satan was cast out of heaven and a third of heaven came along with him. And seducing spirits are in everything, in everywhere, in every place. But the power of God in us strengthens us that we would not be a man subdued by those spirits. There's not, I'm sorry, there's a lot that takes place. I love the fact that there are some times. I love the fact that there are times, praise God, that there's, uh, when my visited my, 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 my children, uh, the Xbox, they had time, praise God, that they would have access to playing Xbox. They just did not have free play it as long as you can. Amen. But there were times there was discipline given in these times, these games and their devices. Why? Giving heed to subducing spirits and doctrines of the devil. Everything, praise God. Well, first of all, let me say this. And this is not a disclaimer for anything other than just to be clear. We're not demonizing technology. Technology has its place and technology is in a leading place. But we have to be good stewards over technology. So here I saw my children managing the time of my grandchildren utilizing these devices because there's all types of spirit attached to things, praise God. And we want to be good stewards in this technology and the time of technology that we have. I am so excited and believing in and trusting in God every step of the way. So coming in the shape of 
coming sometimes in the shape and in the form of innocence. Amen. Technology comes and, and it'll, it'll ease its way in. And in the world today, we have been uh, numbified. I just made up that word. We've been made numb to sin, praise God, because it, it comes in in, in a shape of, of innocence and it, and it comes in where we're calling a sin. We're renaming sin. The world is renaming different things to have it, have an appearance of being innocent and okay. And it's not saints in the most high God. Sin is sin. And there's consequences to sin and all have sin and fall short of the glory. We all have sinned, but we come to a day where we realize and we acknowledge that we're born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And we have an opportunity to change our ways. And that's why we call on Jesus. I can't force you to change your ways and you can't force me to change my ways, but life, oh, help me, Holy Ghost, life in itself has a man uh, some some substance in it life has its challenges praise god that will have me have you to change our ways and redirect the way that we talk and redirect the way that we think and the word of god prompts that the word of god promotes that you see because the word of god causes my behavior to change and the only way that my behavior is going to change is that my heart changed? And the only thing that's going to change my heart is the word of God. So when the word of God hits my heart, praise God, we began to speak differently, walk differently, act differently. My behavior changes. And when my behavior changes, that's when faith is now. How do we do that in a real way that we can see it? Well, 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, but now... We still have faith, hope, love. These three, and the greatest of these is love. Verse 13 again, looking at it, take us according to our state in this life. We have and shall have the exercise of three different graces. Faith, faith to evidence unto us those things which we do not see, either by the eye or sense or reason. Hallelujah. Hope by which we wait for the receiving of them and love by which we delight ourselves in God and show obedience to the will of God. But all of these things, love is the greatest, either in respect of its youth, hallelujah, and profitableness unto men or in respect to its duration and abiding. The apostle in his day thought love to be the greatest. Faith shall cease when we see God and hope when we come to the fruition of God in glory. Love also will cease as to some acts, but never as to the pleasure and to the delighting in God that will be to our eternity. Let me ask you a question. What's love got to do with it? My answer is love has everything to do with it. We do a lot for those whom we love. That's a fact. Today, my desire is that we fully, fully recognize Galatians 
It says, I have been put to death on the cross with Christ. Still, I'm living. No longer I, but Christ living in me. And that life which I now have, hallelujah, living in the flesh, I am living by faith. The faith of the Son of God, who in love for me gave himself for me. I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. The death of Christ on the cross has showed me that there is no hope of salvation by law, only Christ on the cross. I am therefore truly dead to all expectation of justification by the law. As Christ was dead, when he gave up the ghost on the Calvary's cross, praise God, through him alone, I have, you have, enjoy the present life and have a prospect for the future. Yet not I, it is not of my natural life that I speak, nor any spiritual things which I may myself have procured, but Christ that lives in me. God made man to be an inhabitation of his own spirit. The law cannot live in me as to give me a divine life. It does not animate, but kill. But Christ lives in me. He is the soul of my soul so that I now live to God. But this life I have by faith. That's when faith means now. But this life I have by faith, faith in the Son of God, by believing in Christ as a sacrifice for sin. For he loved me, and because he did so, he gave himself for me, made himself a sacrifice unto death, that I might be saved from the bitter pain of death eternal. That's why Romans 10, I'm sorry, Hebrews 10 and 38 says, Now, that now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul, hallelujah, my soul have no pleasure in him. Now the just should live by faith, the justified according to the terms of the new covenant who have obtained the righteousness of God in Christ by believing and is renewed and sanctified by the spirit shall really spiritually, happily, eternally live and no end shall be of that life of his or mine till it be perfected by Christ in glory. The bottom line, now faith is the hope, substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. This faith increased, continued in and hold fast amidst all types of reproaches, sufferings, and persecutions. And this is where we are today, saints of the Most High God, this walking by faith that's preserving us, that will hold us, that will keep us in the hollow of his hand. God will hold us and not let us go. By this only is the life due to righteousness made sure, amen, to sinners drawing from Christ daily and making real and present the fullness of it promised to and hoped for by it. Bottom line, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the sign that things not seen are true. Salvation, I cannot see it. So Romans 8.24 says, for our salvation 
is by hope. But hope which is seen is not hope. For hope is hoping for what he sees. Amen. When faith is now. When faith is now. You know, I did not see the last toothache that I had. I could not show you where it was. But I knew I had a toothache. I did not see Jesus on the cross. But I learned from my life. I know he died from me. For me. And praise God. He was wounded for. Hallelujah. Transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. The body of Christ, we are peace, amen, and hope for the world because we're saved. We have to understand and know that Jesus Christ is the answer for the world today. We give Caesar, Caesar's due, but at the end of all time, amen, we've got to testify like Moses stood before Pharaoh and testified that his God was able, amen. Uh, Pharaoh thought God, he was God, and he ruled. But I'm telling you, saints of the most high God, God is God. And our very belief is being challenged. And now we must testify that God is good. Like we used to say a few years ago, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Even in these last and evil days, God is still good because he left us a record. He left us a record of what was to be, what was to, what, what was, what is, and what is, what is to be, that future. I've got higher hope in Jesus Christ. And even though I won't be talking to you too long anymore, but I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep believing. Right now at Greater Harvest, our services will be on Sunday. And we're praying and we're believing that the saints will go marching in. Hallelujah. Oh, when the saints go marching in. We find that every place that we go, God is there. If you find yourself in the bottom of the sea, God is there. If you, no matter where you find yourself, praise God, God is there. And he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or even think. So we're grateful for Mr. Cantane, we're grateful for Kissimmee, K-I-S-I-M-E dot com. Go to the website. There are a lot of health products there. They work, praise God. And I'm so thankful and grateful for Kissimmee and Mr. Cantane for allowing us this opportunity to present the good news, the gospel of peace. And we're excited. And we're praying that you would come by Greater Harvest and visit with us. Hallelujah. On a person to person basis. Hallelujah. Where the gospel is preached. Amen. Where souls are saved. Praise God. Demons are cast out. And we're believing God every day for new things. So thank God for all things being brand new. And we're praying for you. Let's pray for each other. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. That's all we have to do, body of Christ. Humble ourselves and pray. Pray right where we are. 
pray without ceasing. Rejoice forevermore and continue and continue and continue to believe that this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. God bless you, Greater Harvest. God bless you, Body of Christ. And we're thankful for our time of sharing with you today. God bless you.